0: Uncut with Kirsty.
1: Designed for young adults to share their stories of overcoming adversity and amplify their voice on pressing issues within society. Every Monday at 8 p.m. with Kirsty.
0: On your number one Christian radio in Scotland.
1: Heart Song Live. Heart Song Live.
2: don't talk about it, bite my tongue, it's like we're suffocating love, we don't talk about it, we don't talk about it, truth be told, there's so much hope, it needs to be heard, but no one says a word, it's time we talk. More than one feeds the eye If we just talk about it can we talk about it Listening to Heart Song Live Radio.
0: It. That's a no-no. Prayer time needed, she come clutch with it. Just the type of woman gotta get Cause I know. This me. love won't fail for God. No, we never me. give up on us. See, we gotta get to it. It's love and God gives it. Ooh baby. I know you love me cause you show me. You let me kill off the old me baby. I know you love me cause you show me. Yeah, show me. You show me baby. I know you love me cause you show me. You help me kill off the old me, baby. I know you love me cause you show me. Yeah, show me. You, show you got God, you don't need me. But you want me. Love when you say you love me. Mm. What you get is unconditional. You build me up spiritual. You got God, you don't need me. But you want me. Love when you say you love me, baby. What you get is unconditional. You build me up spiritual you are listening to uncut with Kirsty on your number
1: one inspirational radio station heart song live
3: hello and welcome back to another episode of uncut with Kirsty. and um, in the studio we have emmanuel core and gloria who are back in this evening, continuing our topic on a young person living in a sexualized society. So, we're back for part two. Since it was such a high demand, everyone was like, Oh, we need to have you guys back. So, they have decided to come back. So, how are you feeling? <laughs> 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 the silence is loud. I well. mean,
4: not bad to be honest. I mean, part one was good. Mm-hmm. We managed to get, off, get a, a lot off our chest and we managed to talk about topics that generally weren't talked about in normal day to day society and mm-hmm. we managed to get a lot out of us and give a lot back. And yeah. How
3: about you, Gloria? <laughs> I feel good. I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you guys got to get to know them last time. So I thought we'll start off with some icebreaker questions. Um, so, guys, what are your pet peeves? Pet peeves. That depends
4: on like what category. It's all my pet peeves because there's pet peeves in dating. there's pet peeves in friendship. Like, what? What are we talking about?
3: Okay, okay, that's good. Let's go with dating.
4: You start with this one. All right. Um, Shang will say too much because um, mm-hmm. the events of part one were a little uh-huh. revealed, but um. <laughs> uh, I say one pet peeve is like an unwillingness the to change, like to be stubborn and to not want to, you know, kind of not change completely, but kind of adapt mm-hmm. to situations and like be rigid and like stubborn and such and such. But yeah. other than that, like we, c- we c- like we can work things out.
5: Yeah.
4: Okay. Did I, did I do well? Did I take the bus? You like, okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. Um, really. mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
5: for me, I say lack of attention. Like when mm. your mind is like somewhere else like it's not on me like you're kind of a bit scattered i don't like that i mm-hmm. want a guy is kind of dependent on you to take the lead yeah don't like yeah. That either. yeah i
3: agree okay another one so what do you miss most about your childhood
4: i think just not knowing anything mm-hmm. Yeah, because it feels as if like i think one quote is that like, when you know too much it's kind of like a burden on you like mm-hmm. you kind of have this perspective, this kind of knowledge, right? And it's kind of hard to kind of step back away from that, mm-hmm. despite all these thoughts and ideas that come through your mind. But just mm-hmm. the kind of not knowing too much and being a little more simple-minded with things. Mm-hmm. How about you, babe?
5: Oh, did you hear that? Misty, <laughs> 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 <she> behave. Um, <laughs> um, I think I enjoyed the fact that I could just like play. Do you know what I mean? No, really. Just like play outside, spend hours and hours on end outside. Yeah. Yeah. Lack of
3: consequences. Mm -hmm. And what is your favorite decade? 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, or the 2000s? Like in terms of music and the way they dressed, maybe. Like UK based or American? Oh now that's
4: See how we're expanding the question. <laughs> yeah. like <that> okay. <laughs>
3: okay, we'll start with UK base and then we can do American if you have to. Um,
4: Let's see. I mean, baby, you're a fashion person, so you can really talk about fashion this.
5: Fashion person.
4: Oh yeah, look how you dressed. <laughs> oh,
5: <okay. laughs> he calls me a fashion person. I'm not a fashion person. All right, go on. I just like to dress. Yeah. Um, I think speaking from an American perspective, I'd say I like early 2000s American kind of that kind of era. In terms a fashion music culture yeah i really liked it
4: okay for me i'd say let me think. i don't know i i'd say this one's a question like it's a hard question for the answer because, like i don't know too much about fashion in those days just kind of what i saw to an extent in music right, videos yeah. so i can base it off from of music videos and i can say probably 90s i think 90s kind of was decent because mm-hmm. i'm kind of step away from like the hippie generation like the kind of you know, oversized such such. But '90s was pretty. Yeah, I agree. It was
3: yeah. normal. I'm a '90s person just because I was born in the '90s. So. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and do you guys prefer to go out to the movies or chill and watch a Netflix film or documentary?
4: Depends on what the Netflix is about. To be oh. honest, know <laughs> so what kind of <laughs> okay, I know st- oh, <laughs> Do you want to take this one? No, go for it.
3: Okay. I, see,
5: I know this stick. This a uh, bit of. There's a double meaning to Netflix and chill, but um. Me, I literally like just to chill. Mm. And I mean just to chill, not the double meaning. What's your definition
3: of chill? Like, okay. Is it like having a bubble bath? Is it like...
5: Like in a dating perspective or like... Well... I thought you meant dating. okay, okay, (laughs) okay, Okay. Okay. okay, okay. I mean you can have um, a back I'm of your mass when months. you're married. When <laughs> I mean, you you know? you're married, to you at that stage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean
4: that's Christi- Christian
3: Christian okay. Let's yeah. not do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, chilling in a dating perspective. Uh,
4: okay. I mean from what I know from you, you're a homebody person. Like mm. you enjoy your time at home to chill and such and such rather than go outside, mm. especially out on the cold. You don't, yeah, you don't like cold the cold either? No, I like the mm. cold. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. And how would you describe yourself in three words? Three words. Oh, yeah. Or would you, you describe each other? Each other. We were,
4: okay. Oh yeah. No, I, I'll,
5: I'll let you take this one. Pray before you
4: speak. <laughs> 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 well, You better pray before the divine revelation.
5: Okay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Okay, I
5: that's to describe a manual three words. Um. Oh, can I say that on here? Um.
4: Can you say what on here? <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: Okay, smart. Like, you're very intelligent. Um... like authoritative because I don't want to take the lead and things like that and funny
4: okay I'd say they
5: are a good three
4: for you I'd say driven ambitious and wise thank you agree so much more but three is I'd say that's good
3: Mm -hmm. yeah awesome so yeah we're going to continue our topic on a young person living in a sexualized society part Mm -hmm. two so We're going to first talk about the hookup culture. Now, for those who may not know what the hookup culture is about or what it means, can you guys explain it to them? Um, Well, from my understanding, Mm -hmm. I think it's
5: just the, uh, the idea of, I think nowadays with dating, it's just the idea of engaging in lots of Sexual encounters, sexual experience with
1: multiple people. Like zero commitment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. very
5: little. I'm it, do you know what I
4: think? Was... <laughs> Straight away.
3: Wow. Hello. Hello. Hi, Keirrie. Yes. Who is this?
0: <laughs>
3: this is Rura. Oh, Rura! <laughs> Welcome to Uncut with Kirsty. Do you have a question? Yes, I
0: do. Um, So my question is, in what ways do you think the world discourages women from embracing biblically feminine ideals or ways of being?
3: Ooh. Ooh. Can you repeat that again one more time?
0: I said, in what ways do you think the world discourages women from embracing biblically feminine ideals or ways of being?
3: Ooh. That is a very, very interesting question.
4: Okay. Um, well no worries worry. I can all stop for you like, let me just <laughs> <laughs> um, okay uh, I
3: think
5: the world nowadays they very much push women to be mm-hmm. to take on I think they push them to kind of be like I don't want to say more masculine mm-hmm. but to take up more responsibilities and be able to do more for themselves than normally biblically the man should do for them Right. And they kind of encourage them to exist by themselves without needing a man. Mm-hmm. Which I understand is in response to being subservient for so long and being oppressed for so long. However, mm-hmm. I feel like biblically, letting a biblical man, emphasis on a biblical man, a man of God, letting him <laughs> lead you really allows you to be submissive and, and be what is called like a biblical woman. Mm-hmm. And I think nowadays we've kind of moved away from that. And in rejecting men leading you because mm-hmm. it was done in a toxic way, it has now allowed women to kind of take on both roles, which isn't really healthy. And it's Good not answer. and it's okay. not really what mm-hmm. God called for women to do.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Awesome. Does that answer your question, Ria?
0: Yes, that is a perfect answer.
3: Oh, awesome. Any more?
0: I do have one more.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, so this is from Jessica. She can't call in right now, but she left the question with me. Um, She asks Do you feel that there is a lack of masculine men or men with
3: strong biblically masculine values within the church and why? Do you
4: want to take this? Okay, I'll Mm. touch briefly on this. I think for guys especially i mean as this quote goes that goes a man needs a code like a conduct that's a kind of a kind of ideal to live up to a kind of you know a value that you know us men can share and like kind of move like move towards and such but mm-hmm. i think the community is the like the male community right now is just just completely it's just worldly right now it's just not concrete not based in truth not based on the bible and as such it's not it's ever changing right it's ever changing it's like what we like what we like what we dislike and whatever
5: is in culture whatever is
4: mm-hmm. in culture right it's not like like finger this tree analogy it's not concrete and based in truth like the roots not dug into the ground and like a stump and like it's just branches and leaves that snaps off with the winds and grows back on and just but for me i'd say just a lack of identity and purpose that identity in christ that purpose as christian, your is christian responsibility as a man a father a brother and such. we just don't I guess it's not really emphasized right now it's just kind of based entirely on trying to you know reorient your life around dating mm-hmm. you know what can you do to make yourself attractive what things can you wear what what jobs can you get to you know please women look this way and this this and that and when you kind of step back from it it's like what are you really here for mm-hmm. like what actually sure. grounds you as a man like do you do anything are you family oriented do you realise that the family is an institution that you should really be a part of do you go into mm-hmm. church trying to like contribute to it or trying to lead it or do you try to like do you pass on wisdom to the boys in the sense of like trying to build them up to be men of God, or is it just, you know? But that's what I'd say a bit. Mm. Really good, really good. Uh,
3: makes sense. Make- amazing. Thank you so much, Rura, for calling in. Thank you for answering my questions, guys. No problem. Take Tura, care. Terrific question. Um, bye. Thanks, right. uh, bye. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, okay. So, carrying on our definition of <laughs> <girl> culture. <laughs> so is there anything else
4: you want to add to that Emmanuel or like just to add on what from what Gloria said Mm -hmm. it's literally zero commitment just sleeping Mm -hmm. around kind of going from one place to another without actually just settling Mm -hmm, and I feel as if this kind of fear of responsibility this fear of just you know committing the Mm -hmm. fear of commitment you know staying long term with someone and yeah, we can touch on it later, but I feel as if it's just based on entirely on culture. Mm-hmm, but um, yeah. we can talk about it later, but that's what I'd say.
3: Yeah, that's good. So do you guys feel like there's a misconception of being sexually like liberating? So for, for, for example, being true to your sexuality without feeling any like shame or guilt?
4: Glory can announce this one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um
5: okay. I believe that culture right now is saying exactly what the opposite of what the Bible is saying about sexuality and stuff. Mm-hmm. Our bodies were not, I think it says in, Cor- in Corinthians chapter 6 the whole chapter explains how like our bodies were not meant to be we weren't meant to explore all parts of our sexuality mm-hmm. and dive deeper into lust. Our bodies were bought at a high price for God. It is made as a temple as God. It is meant to be used the way God sees fit for it to be used. I think there's a big misconception in society where they believe that every single urge that you have, like sexually should be explored and there should be no shame in that. Mm. Yeah. And that in some ways that is true. We shouldn't live in shame because Jesus died for all of that. Mm-hmm. However, we should keep our body holy and pure mm. and not engage in those activities until of course, under the, Sanctity of marriage. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like people have they have taken what God said that we should have as part of the fruits of, of the spirit, self-control, mm-hmm. and they've twisted it into something. Yeah, as mis- if, yeah, yeah, as mm-hmm. if we are depriving our bodies of something mm-hmm. or withholding who we really are. They're finding identity in their sexual urges their sexuality, which I think is where the misconception lies. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, makes
4: so much sense. And I couldn't have said it myself. I feel as if this kind of sexual liberation this kind of, it's just realized this kind of wanting to step away from tradition from like, you know, what has been and what and what is trying to feel as if you are kind of like finding an identity outside of it. I think that's the enjoyment that people find out of it. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, finding identity in your sexual orientation. I mean, we largely emphasize and glorified sex to the point where it is literally, I mean, sex is great. God's given it to us, right. But it should be within the parameters you know a marriage or a relationship yeah. at least yeah. at best rather than mm-hmm. just it being from one person to another right and you holding on some part of that person's soul, right with mm-hmm. you, because mm-hmm. it doesn't go away. I mean, as much as guys want to say, "Oh, soul ties," you know, that's some that's some batty boy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you, you <laughs> Truth is, right, we mm. can sit there, distract, like distance, I ignore of, this try, spiritual connection. Exactly, distance ourselves from, sorry, no, mm-hmm. distance ourselves from you know social media, and like you know everything else, and just sit there and realize that some part of me still thinks about it to an extent. Yeah, even with even within a relationship, even though you know, like my girls like miles away, I still think about this. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
3: So what would your advice be actually for those people, you know, who are caught up with those connections? Yeah. because yeah. well, yes, they, they, you know, we we've been forgiven, there's God's grace. But yeah, it's yes. hard to move yeah. from yeah, that and move yeah, into a new relationship to, without to break that connection. Exactly, you know. and have mm-hmm. those thoughts and mm. yeah
4: i think largely how we perceive things determines how we act on it how we act on like a situation and i think we need to change people's perception just a general perception of what sex is the idea of sex the action of sex and like Mm -hmm. how the consequences of it because i mean these these laws these like god's law has been in place and it knows the consequences like we kind of suffer the consequences of it and Mm -hmm. you know that people want to define it as arbitrary rules that Chris, like Christians impose on people in naturality. Mm-hmm. Their law is just as much as gravity is law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you do this, this will happen. If you jump off a building, you, my God, you're going to fall into exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's that simple. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Go on.
5: I think because... I think there's people are able to... Emotionally detach themselves from the physical, yeah. and physical act and kind of able to block out mm. emotional ties to that person. They kind of assume because there's a lack of intimacy, intimacy there, yeah. they're not still spiritually connected. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't know they're carrying around a lot of things yeah. spiritually, and they think that they're fine, all because they don't really think about this person mm-hmm. or it just happened a one time thing, and you don't really, yeah. they're not really, yeah, you don't yeah. really care for them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the thing is. Uh, it's this type of connection they make with someone. It goes so far past how you feel. Feelings are so fickle. Mm -hmm. Like they, they come and they go like it's, you're binding yourself spiritually with someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a very serious thing. It's a contract, almost like a contract with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're connecting yourself. to whatever that person has Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you may not feel it, but it's, but it's with you. Mm -hmm. And like for anyone who's struggling with it, who's got themselves caught up in that, there's nothing God and Jesus cannot break. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's nothing Jesus cannot Amen. break. Yeah. Amen. Nothing Amen. He can't break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just re- renew yourself in Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And submerge yourself in Him,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and He can. It'll guide you through it. Yeah. And, in terms of like, now we might touch on boundaries again, but like when you're texting someone, you know, <laughs> they love to use the term sexting or, you know.
4: Sinful behaviour. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Shocking behaviour, that's
5: Shocking
4: what it is. Shocking behaviour, okay.
3: Um, yeah, do you think there should be certain boundaries to um, that need to be put in place to not allow? Because, you know, sexting can lead on to things and stuff like that, so...
4: I mean, I, as a man, like, I prefer to just text to organise something in person. Yeah. But rather than just to, or, just to, like, have this whole dialogue and I like, yeah. have all these, like, yeah. emojis and stuff just to, just to do stuff verbally, like, I actually mm. want to have a non-verbal kind of, mm. like, mm-hmm. a physical interaction mm-hmm. but well,
5: hold on, can we just explain what sexting is, because some people are yeah.
4: Yeah.
5: Mm. 40 plus, they don't really understand what sexting is <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's not good it's, <laughs> it's not good, it's that. Not good that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but we, t- we need to talk about this because this is what's happening in our generation yeah. and they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's basically the the idea mm-hmm. of, like
5: Start texting. Same, yeah, like saying sexual things yeah. through messages, sending pictures back and forth. Yeah. You know, you can use your <laughs> imagination. But, um, yeah, I think from a Christian dating point of view, you ugh, you just shouldn't be doing it, especially if you're not married and, like, you're really playing with fire if you're doing something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even because as a substitute for an, you guys not sleeping together, it's mm-hmm. just going to bring too many thoughts a lot of fantasy, fantasizing, and you'll end up lusting after that person. And yeah. you might confuse that for love down the line.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, but sorry to cut you off, but like, mm-hmm. so in that case, what do you think of sending nudes? Let's just mm-hmm. say you're in a relationship, all right, let's say maybe, you know, they passed the test, they are gone through the entire like relationship, going from dating to marriage. Now they're in a rhythm like within a marriage. They, you know, they've they done well, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And cross country, they text each other. What do you think about them sending nudes?
5: Within a marriage.
4: Within a marriage.
5: I mean, each to their own. <laughs> I, guess, I guess because I'm not, I'm not a married woman, but yeah, yeah. Um, each to their own. Yeah. I mean. Uh,
4: okay, that's a difficult one. Let's just say outside uh, of marriage, but in a relationship. Because a marriage is kind of like you have to kind of experience it what's In a extent. relationship. In a relationship. Christian
3: relationship. Wait, it says outside of marriage?
4: Outside of marriage this time. Sending nudes. The, Clear, no. no. Claire, Claire, no. no. Claire, Claire, no. Claire, Claire no. There's no sugar going that. Just no. Because a lot of people use the excuse of, well, we're not really doing anything. We're just kind of sending pictures of our bodies. I mean, we're kind of like, sh- we're sharing that kind of physical part of ourselves to each other through, you know, media. And like,
5: Well, it does say in the Bible, mm-hmm. Jesus did say that if a man looks upon a woman, and mm-hmm. is lusting after her. He's yeah. already slept with her and committed that sin. Mm-hmm. So whether you're thinking about it, whether you've physically done it or not, there's no levels to the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's committed all sexual it. sin. Yeah. God will see you the same as someone who slept with 70 plus people Mm
3: -hmm.
5: so you can't you get that's the i think that's the issue i think people try to compartmentalize this and put different levels to it and kind of legalize it (sighs) that's this the problem with christian dating i feel everyone has different definitions of celibacy no one goes from the biblical definition i mean i know god doesn't really expand too much he just says not to do it But that includes having discipline, self-control over your mind as well. You can't lust after each other in your thoughts. You can't fantasize about each other in your thoughts as well. I know it's hard, but you can't do it. You can't... Mm -hmm. You can't be sending... You're not really supposed to see each other's naked body while you're not married. Mm -hmm. I mean... That's a clear... For me, that's a clear no. It's a clear no.
3: Talking about, like, looking at people and pictures and stuff. Because you have online dating. You you have sites like Tinder. Mm -hmm. um, There's a um, one called Salt for Christian dating, and even though you've got like your little bio description or like the hobbies or your interests on it, you're still swiping, you know, left right. You yeah. know, you're looking at the person, thinking, oh, he's cute, or you know, mm. he's not that cute, you know, and you're kind of like looking at them. So, do you feel like would you call that sinful because you're like looking at someone okay, thinking mm, to, is he attractive or not? There's difference to finding someone attractive than mm-hmm. lusting after them. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. So, what's the
5: difference? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof.
4: i say for me attractive yeah. is just beauty looking at someone's beauty admiring yeah. their beauty admiring how they carry themselves in the meaner and such and such because mm. attractive doesn't it's not purely physical it can yeah. literally just be someone's the meat of their speech and such like mm. but lust is something more kind of
5: it's just plain desire
4: to the heart right you know how the yeah. heart deceives it's like mm. it's just pure yeah pure desire mm-hmm. with the intent of leading it to something you know more sexual you know mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's what i would say briefly yeah.
5: Yeah, I'd say that as well, like mm-hmm. when you're just looking at them and you're just desiring them physically, physically, mm-hmm. without wanting emotional or, physical or spiritual connection. That comes yeah, with that. yeah,
3: definitely. Um So when we talk about hiccups, because back when I was in my younger days, <laughs> in my fresh year's of university, and you know, sometimes, you know, I would go out clubbing. Mm. And when you're in those environments, you know, you're dancing, you're having a good time, mm. but you also get the wrong attention sometimes you know yeah, you sometimes yeah. people are approaching you and um, thinking yeah. you're available and yeah. it's not even because you're dancing in this sort of way it's just the environment you're in mm. um. so yeah what are your thoughts on that do you feel like girls maybe have to be aware of how they act in those environments or how they dress oh. in those environments?
4: This is definitely a part two to what you asked me for in uh. the first part isn't
3: it? <laughs> Yeah it's Sorry. I mean some people this is quite
5: uh, it's a difficult question because some people believe that Christians should not be in the club Period.
4: Mm-hmm. And, um... Do you feel that's a debate, or is it, like, a no-no? Because I... Because yeah. we've all had our clubbing experience at some point, and for yeah. me, going out mm-hmm. with the boys and just dancing and stuff and just coming back the next thing mm-hmm. and just getting done what you have to get. It's, it's um... Yeah. It depends on what the intent to go in a club is for, to be honest. Because it yeah. could be, you know, partying out of your girls, you know, staying in your little circle with no mm-hmm. kind of mind, to caring, like, not caring about the guys who are just staring at you.
5: Yes. True. However, ugh it's difficult because it depends. It, it does depend on the, the intentions. If you want to go and have innocent fun, just listen to the music with your girls. I personally don't have an issue with that. However, you have to think about the environment that you're doing it in, in that environment where, um, uh, other people might go there for a specific, a specific mission to pick up girls or there's sinful things going on that simple mm. environment. There's just there's just certain places a child of God it's should not, not be, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's no debate. There's just certain places a child of God should just should mm-hmm. not be. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to dance with your girls, you can dance with your girls in your room. I'll be so real. Mm-hmm. But, um, there's always house parties. <laughs> there's, there's, always there's always house always parties, part. but um, in those environments, it's kind of like it's not really it's not a place where Christians go. It's just a place with music. Anybody can go there. If with anything, any like intentions. facilitates sin at that point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All types of sin can go on go on in there, mm-hmm. and there's, like no rules, no boundaries. Well, there's rules to an extent. However, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to certain places because of how people think and so you're not responsible for that. However, protect yourself. If Mm -hmm. you know you're going to go to an area where you might not feel safe or whatever else, probably else don't go and be discerning. Mm -hmm. If God tells you not to go out that night, you just don't go out that night. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. And like Emmanuel said, it's all about intention. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to have fun with your girls, cool. But if you're dressing up and thinking, oh, I want to look sexy tonight, I want people to look at me. Mm Check your heart. That's yeah, definitely, Check your heart.
3: definitely. But how about those, like, family gatherings? Like, the ones that you you don't have a choice, but you have to go to, you know? And I know both of you have grown up in, like, African households. Mm. So, especially, girl, you might relate with this one when you talk about, like, African uncles, like, Lord. coming on the dance floor. Uh-huh. <laughs> want to dance with you. And you're like, you know, you don't want to say no sometimes because you don't want to be rude. Mm. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult in those situations.
5: I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't gone to
3: much African parties growing up.
5: Mm-hmm. However, I have heard some experience from my friends and stuff like that how mm-hmm. it's kind of uncomfortable, especially when certain members of your male family have watched you growing up. Mm-hmm. And then you go to those places and now they're talking to you different. They're looking at you in a different kind of way than they did when, you, when the last time they saw you when you were six years mm-hmm. old. And you can visibly see how they're sexualizing your body. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a very uncomfortable position to be in. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh. Yeah, it's a hard one. Because yeah. even like when you go to those events, like you're dressing usually you quite well, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, because you're African parents, they want you to dress well, they were like, yeah, don't wear short skirts, don't wear tank tops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes
5: it just has nothing to do with how you dress, with how a woman dresses. Yeah. If yeah. a man if certain men who have really a messed up mind it doesn't matter if your your body isn't, like, mm-hmm. really shown off like that. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll sexualize anything.
4: Yeah. yeah. That's
5: the problem. Definitely. Like, you can't really...
4: Because it can literally just be your entire being, the fact that you're a woman wearing a dress, and that can literally be it. That could be yeah, it, it can literally just be it. Because yeah.
5: mm-hmm. you, you can't really police women on what they... You can. You can obviously enforce modesty. But what they wear does not determine how men look at them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you wear. If a man's mm-hmm. going to sexualize you, he's going to sexualize you.
3: Mm-hmm. I would like in the church because there oh. seems to be this big debate that there is more women in the church than there are men. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that man that is single walks through the door, <laughs> it's like every girl seems to have a word from God that <laughs> that man is her a husband. A religious calling. <laughs>
4: yeah. A vision from Lord. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um <Dream.
3: laughs> And it's hard as well because it's, Come on. <laughs> it's hard as well because sometimes Come you feel on. like um that men sometimes are taking advantage of these women because mm. you know, they know that they're vulnerable, they're in the church. They're all looking for a husband. They're look- yeah. yeah, they're all praying and looking for a husband. Mm. Um so yeah, do you have any thoughts on that or do you agree, disagree? Like why there's more women than men in the church in general. Yeah, just in general. Oh. And then also like, you know, the thoughts on like a man coming to church you know all the women going <laughs> for that one man or
4: yeah i mean to social on a brief i feel as if men's attitude to faith is a lot more um it's a lot harder to come by because it's this kind of pride and ego to submit under a god like we're pretty mm-hmm. prideful in the sense that we think that we can get by by ourselves without any kind of you know supernatural support or any mm-hmm. support that's why a lot of guys nowadays prefer to be single and kind of Praises single life where it's just like i don't need women like i can just do what i want you know mm-hmm. i can get this i can do this this and that but in truth these lot these men don't go far spiritually mm-hmm. and if they do get far they kind of reflect back and ask themselves what was i doing i was going through this this is classic thing like jesus said like what good does a man what good does it do for a man if he's gained the world but lost his soul mm-hmm. and guys experience this consequence later in their lives right and they just ask themselves okay where's my family Mm -hmm. Where's the actual joy and everlasting joy that that is, you Mm -hmm. know, like being a part of an institution like the church or, you know, or um, government or, you know, just family in general. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So do
5: you You think think the value of a wife has been, mm, like, seen as less important now?
4: Mm, Yeah, because I feel as if nowadays men have just treated women like more so objects and accessories rather than like a completement of like, you know, because... This is like I mean to us previously, Adam got the entire world, dominion over animals, the entire, mm-hmm. world, but was only complete when God made women for him, for mm-hmm. him women, women for him. so that kind of hints at something that reveals something to us, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah,
5: mm-hmm. you now those men are chasing the world, I believe yeah, they're chasing what matters. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And do you feel like men that come into church have that pressure on them to like find a way?
4: Not, not as really. much as women. Not as much.
5: Lordy, he's stepping in there. Not <laughs> not I'll women. agree with you on this one. No, no, yeah. not, not as much as, as, much women. as women. Yeah. No. I mean, I think it's more in the church is more accepting for a woman to marry young and find a husband. Yeah. Than it is for men and
4: to marry young and find a wife. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. And partly that's th- that's probably to do with pressure to have children or yeah. pressure to start a family.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: I just feel like the church isn't as I wouldn't say forceful They're not as encouraging of men To find their wives As they are for women to find their husbands
3: Mm
5: -hmm.
3: Mm. And I know a lot The church is kind of preached And it's in God in the Bible Where it says that men Are the head of the household Mm -hmm. And that women should be submissive to their husbands And I know sometimes people Kind of Maybe twist it sometimes um, To make things seem Acceptable Mm-hmm. Yeah. um yeah. So yeah, what's your? Do you agree with that, first? Or
4: I think the, the word submission is a really hard one to mm-hmm. really define, especially for us guys. We don't, as much as we see it in movies and like all these different, you know, outlets of create creative outlets, we just don't know exactly what it means for a woman to submit to a husband, mm-hmm. or what that idea or what it even looks like for a woman to submit to her husband, and yeah. for a lot of guys who, especially, are in broken families where there's only like a one parent household, mm-hmm. like how are we supposed to kind of realize that we can't if we were to turn to media we can only get a, a kind of cartoon version of that and if we live that out we kind of live this kind of you know you know let's say cartoon lifestyle what it means for like uh, for a lot of healthy husband and like a, um, husband it and wife exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but
5: yeah mm-hmm. oh, it's a tough is, one shot <laughs> I <laughs> I like asking the tough show. questions in part um, two okay. I, be- I think we kind of touched on this last time. Mm-hmm. I believe that submission for a woman to submit to her husband or her man, it's good because God said it's good, first mm-hmm. of all. However, it needs to be done with love. I-, I believe that submission has got, like, a bad rap over the years because it's, in most cases, they'll see it done with a lack of love. So then right. they put negative over, like, submission in general. Men are meant to love their wives. Like the same way life, the way same way God mm-hmm. loved the church, Jesus died for the church. You're meant to love your wife to the point where you're ready to die for her. Right. So when she submits to you, you lead her with love. Mm-hmm. If you don't lead her with love, it's simply oppression. If you don't lead her with love, you're leading her through this life as you won't really consider her happiness and mind. You won't really be considering, like her own spiritual journey or your guys' spiritual journey together. All you'll think about is probably yourself. Like how does she? how do I lead her to benefit me? Like, how does, how does she make me l- Like what you look get out her? of it? Exactly. Yeah. Like just taking all the advantages from her instead of asking God, okay, how can I love her properly? How do I lead her closer to you? How do we, how do I lead us to a, a journey with you? How do we become mm-hmm. closer within you together? Mm-hmm. That's the questions you should be asking as a man, yeah. mm-hmm. a man of God. Man of God I want <laughs> to submit to. <laughs> and he' was a man of God because I feel like submission has gone to culture now and men with these false sense of manhood, they want women to submit to that. And it's just not gonna work.
4: I think in large part we let sorry to cut you off, but I think yeah. in large part we let culture kind of misconstrue Christian values. Mm-hmm. Like kind of oh, in yes. like kind of delve into it, right? Kind of mm-hmm. like allow culture and, like, world, like, the world to be interwoven Christianity rather than it being, like, a separate thing. Yeah. You should be able to see a church and be like, okay, this looks really outworld, This is different. Mm. To walk in a church and see, you know, people hats in a different demeanor. Yeah. Like, mm. you should know, based off of just looking at a person's demeanor and how they speak that that person's Christian. Yes. Mm. Rather than it just being, a, okay, at the end of a conversation, it's like, oh, wait. By the way, I'm Christian. By the way, I'm Christian. Yeah. And then being, them being gobsmacked at the realization, but,
3: yeah. yeah. That's so good, that's so good So we're now going to listen to a song called Godly Love And then join us back after that As we continue part two of a young person Living in a sexualized society oi, oi.
0: <laughs> When rain falls, we don't split up We can't give up that easy when I'm down, you say, get up. I just wanna thank you, baby. You got prayers that give me a fill up. I'm not always grateful but times you forgive me. I never ran in the love that you give me. I'll never run for the love you give me, baby. Yeah. Come up with the weight on me, yeah. Glad that you waited on me, oh. Glad that you waited on me. Childs get to come and you gon' fade off me. Don't play with my wife. Cause we can get it poppin' with me. I'll die for mine, no hesitation. I found something special. I found something special to me. I found something special. I found, I found, I found something special. Why you letting your business put a ring on your hand and make a difference? You can say the bad, but you gotta stay committed. It ain't easy, no. Say it ain't coming for the ring and the hole. Gotta be faithful. Charles and you become on the road You gotta be faithful We two and I know no better I made a commitment, so I'm staying with it Gotta make a decision I see that you in or you isn't Selfish can't have a position Cause you not the only one in it You can set the vows mm-hmm. But it mean nothing when you lacking commitment It's gonna be wrong, mm-hmm. don't torture Only way to get through it is forgive it I found something special I found something special to me. I found something special. I found, I found. I found something special. I found something special. I found, I found. I found something special. I found, I found. I found something special I found I found I found something special This is Heart's on Live Radio and Scotland's number
3: 1 inspirational station Hello and welcome back to Uncut with Kirsty. I'm here with Emmanuel Core and Gloria as we continue our part two on a young person living in a sexualized society. So during the break, we've had lots of DMs come through our Instagram. Um, so are you guys ready to answer some questions sure. if you have been listening sure. to the show? Um, so we have a question here from Dylan. And he says, Do you think it's wise to have someone you trust in the church to get advice from? In terms of, in general? Or like dating? I think it's in relation to the topic. So, yeah. I mean, if you trust them to
4: begin with, you trust them to give you knowledge and wisdom and such and such. So, there's already that kind of, you know, conduit of like exchange of information where you Mm. lot can just discuss things and they can probably. Mm. This doesn't mean like you should take their advice. Like, straight up. Like, a, you, like,
5: Bible, you need to... Obviously, yeah. yeah, they
4: can't just, like, hand you all these verses and you not go back and read for yourself. Like, mm. you obviously have to do your own you know, research, your own, like, kind of rev, like meditation on things. But, yeah, I'd say you should be able to.
2: Awesome.
3: Yeah, I think
5: accountability is very important. Yeah. Like, you need community as well, mm-hmm. being a Christian. Mm-hmm.
3: Great. So there's another question um, from someone called Ghetto. <laughs> and she says, Do you think the church has sold us an overly pretty picture of sex because sometimes the message is if you stay pure and don't have sex, you will have incredible sex with your partner.
1: Uh, That's a very interesting question.
3: I mean,
5: I'm not married, so I I, I have a very limited perspective on this. But um, I do think the church has maybe over glamorized post-marital sex or... Has sold it as sold sex as the only benefit you get from marriage or Christian
1: marriage.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, I'd say that from an outside perspective on Christianity. People not ten, tend to see us as like quite prud- like we're quite prudes prudent, on, yeah. yeah, prudent on What's it called on sex? And we don't like it. We tend to like keep it away, not talk about it as much. But in fact, we kind of we kind of see the beauty and like the kind of danger as well as the kind of Benefits from sex to the extent where we want to keep it within the parameters of a marriage, mm-hmm. I mean realize based off of what I talked about previously that it's kind of a it's kind of God's law in a sense to keep it within a relation a, um, a marriage because we he yeah. knows the consequences of it being mm-hmm. just yeah. given to anyone like giving your body to anyone the emotional spiritual and such and such effects of it
3: mm-hmm. 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 Good, good. and there's one
4: from a guy called Charlie hello
3: Charlie. <laughs> You no, know, next thing you actually need to tell us where you're from, guys. We need to know. Um, so it says, have you talked about meeting the parents and how did that go? Lord. <laughs> and when do you think it's a good time to do
4: that? First um, of all, thank you for watching part one. I'm glad you tuned in. I baby, you were first.
5: <clears throat> uh, ooh, wow. Um, I think meeting the parents, that, that's subjective. depends the household that you come from some people have the perspective i don't really want to have my parents meet anyone unless i'm ready to marry them i guess that's okay some people have like a very open and freeing like relationship with their parents to the point where like they want them to meet anybody that they're seeing Mm -hmm. and that's not that's not because they don't value who their parents who their parents meet they just want to they just want they're just really open with who's in their lives and introduce yeah. them to their parents. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very subjective. You just need to talk to the person you're seeing. And if it's a serious thing for them, probably wait till later on for them to meet them. Mm-hmm. But if you don't really see it as anything deep, then by all means, it's fine.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. at least from my perspective, it depends on the closeness the person has with their family. Like, how mm-hmm. family-oriented are you? Like, does family literally, are not are they involved in, like, nearly all your priorities? Do you think mm-hmm. about your family when you move to this place? Are they in part, you know, a motivator for your, for your decisions. Mm. Cause, sorry to bring up our date. Oh,
5: well. that's not. <laughs>
4: First day, since we came back, it was literally immediately, I met the parents. And based mm. off that one interaction, I already knew that, I mean, just from her, just from her parents, like how they conducted themselves, like how welcoming they were. Mm-hmm. And as well as like later dates, and I like, meet them again, it's kind of like, I mean, this, you're a consequence of that beauty, mm. beautiful like marriage, and like that family. And mm. it kind of comes into realization that, yeah, you know, me and the family was going to be like, you know, inevitable. Yeah. Yeah.
3: How, how did you feel, Manuel? <laughs> <laughs> like, was your heart all right, let's just, Or were you just trying to be all cool? Be like, I mean, all together?
4: I mean, okay, so... The
3: guys listening, they were advice,
1: you know? Okay, well, what let me happened?
4: tell you boys something, right? Let's just say I didn't, <laughs> let's just say a boy, a boy didn't expect it first date. So, when we did come back and, um, you know, Glory knocked on the door. He I just was, brought
5: me home, guys. It wasn't like official. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't official,
4: right? So, <laughs> Not
1: to mother,
4: the Lord is watching <laughs> you. Right, so Gloria knocks on the door. I was expecting one of her sisters to open the door, right, oh, and I just was inter- as well. I'm not lie. And then, mm-hmm. as soon as the door opens, I just hear a loud, proud loud <laughs> voice. I'm like, "Sorry, <laughs> what?" It's like, "I'm." All I hear is, that "I'm glad you saw her through." I'm like, <laughs> "But it was." <laughs> for if right, I'm, it wasn't that bad, it wasn't that bad, like. Uh-huh the interaction was good. Like we had to get a, a short conversation going like, mm-hmm. and present myself well. But if I were to like give advice to my boys, dad, I'd say like you definitely want to, you never need to realize how important family, uh, parents are to your relationship mm-hmm. because they can either make or break it, stop it from going on or just kind of influence the direction it, like it can go to because it's your girl's family. Like mm-hmm. you need to kind of realize that as soon as you like connect, she will be Kind of somewhat connected to your mother as well because how your mother is will be will have an impact on you, which will have an impact on her. So it's kind of yeah. like, mm. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So our last question is from a girl called Rachel, and she said, "I watched your soul your show last week, and it was amazing. Good girl, well, thank you. I'm guessing that that was the first time you declared publicly that you uh. guys were dating. <laughs> how do you deal with people who are like?" kind of moody, want to kind of know more about your relationship and mm. also deal with the guys or the girls or the men or women um, that thought they had a chance with either mm. of you <laughs> now
1: I mean you can uh, you can
4: answer <laughs> no, this one no, really. no you can take this one <laughs> oh no you can take this one
3: somebody's answer gotta go back and forth and take okay okay um, alright
4: I'll alright um okay <laughs> it's it's, okay. it's a tricky one because it it's, it's like one. Yeah. it's one not to throw shade at and not no. <laughs> one not to carelessly speak about
5: tongue.
4: <laughs> to the extent where mm-hmm. to the extent where you just kind of you know but mm. for me i'd say just not to overthink it and be too you know not to rest too heavily on your thoughts because it can change at any time you don't want to kind of overthink these matters to the extent where you just kind of see people differently and but for me, I'd say just kind of rest in your relationship, what you've made, and like realize mm-hmm. that it's it's gonna be there. It's mm-hmm. a tricky one to talk about, I can't lie. But I'd yeah. think I'll, you just, uh,
5: I'll I'll just say that like uh, just take just take what everyone says with a mm-hmm. pinch a bit, of salt. With a pinch of salt. Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. just um, protect your relationship. Protect your. Not everybody needs to know the internet. So everyone needs mm-hmm. to see you guys. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So there's a saying that goes. You you have to live your own life before you become someone else's wife. Oh. Which, a lot of controversy around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as Christians, it's so important that we know who we are in Christ, know mm. our identity Definitely. before we get into a relationship. Because yeah. Yeah. if you don't know who you are, you know, you get confused, you get muddled yeah. when you get into a relationship. And do you guys agree with that, or do you feel like. Uh, well. Okay, let's well, start off with the saying.
5: Okay, yeah, the saying mm-hmm. itself. I think it it wasn't based on Christian values, mm-hmm. it was more based on the idea of make sure you're happy as a woman like it's more geared it's more geared for a sexual thing like mm-hmm. sleep with as many guys as you can before you're tied down to one guy for the rest of your life and blah 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 mm. however uh that's obviously a wrong way to think because. <laughs> as a woman from a Christian perspective, you should be saving yourself for your husband Mm -hmm. and vice versa. For men, you should be saving yourself for your wives. Yeah. However, I feel like identity in Christ before you align yourself, with somebody else is so important. There's beauty in singleness. Sometimes God will put you through a single season because he wants you to realign your identity with him. He wants, he wants to be your first love. So you don't idolize your partner and start spending more time with them as you would with God and start Mm -hmm. prioritizing them over God, because our God is a a jealous God. Like everyone knows that he's a jealous God. And it's really, really easy to idolize your partner. Mm -hmm. It's it's so it's very easy to, so you need to have a firm identity in Christ and be aware of your purpose. So you can know if this relationship or this person, this person aligns with your purpose. Mm -hmm. So, and also, so you're in clear communication with God. So any Mm -hmm. decisions, Mm. That you need to make within the relationship, anything—if you even—if you should even be a with, relationship with this person in
1: general—that
5: mm-hmm. that needs to come from God. God yeah. needs to tell you directly.
4: Yeah, I agree with that totally. And I would—I would also say that it doesn't mean you have to know everything before a relationship. Yeah. It doesn't mean like all the wisdom or the knowledge of the Bible. It doesn't mean you have to memorize the Bible from like back to front yeah. or you know, have everything like it just means that you need to find to just understand some sense of who you are and where you're going in Christ yeah. in Christ exactly yeah. and to kind of maneuver in that and let that dictate your perspective on a lot of like worldly things to the extent where you're able to engage in a spiritual warfare which we are in
1: yeah.
4: armed and dangerous right capable yeah. of action capable of thought decision making yeah. action oriented right Definitely. and also able to you know mm-hmm. just kind of live in that way and embody that change yeah. but. Yeah.
3: And I think as well It's just so important Just to understand God's love for you yeah. Like No one's gonna love you The way God loves you Yeah And speaking on God's love We have a song Called Ayo By an artist Called Eden And this is a song That was actually Picked by Emmanuel mm. <laughs> And he's from Ivory Coast And in Ivory Coast You speak French Yeah And the song Is in French So Manuel, Do you wanna tell us A bit more about the song
4: Oh, yeah, just listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Just listen to it. You enjoy it. You enjoy it. You You might have to get your Google translated, but it
3: is a wonderful Mm. song. But thank you guys so much, Emmanuel and Gloria, for coming back again for part two. And I'm sure we'll have you on again because you guys are being incredible. And, yeah, we really appreciate um, you both. So don't forget to tune in next Monday at 8 p.m. Um, for Uncut with Kirsty, We have something very exciting happening next week but follow us on Instagram and Facebook to find out exactly what's happening next week but have a good night guys and take care Bye
1: Je n'avais rien pour attirer les regards Dans ton amour, tu m'as prise dans tes bras Je veux te dire merci, merci Pour ton amour éternel, mon ami, mon abri Qui me couvre, le rocher de ma vie Jésus, toi, mon secours, le père des enfants See